Sri Vishnu Sahasranam, name 841, Krsha. So we hear Krsh, Krsh. This is not the same Krish as in Krishna, even if it's written in Sanskrit in a different way. It's a different sh, and it gives a different meaning. The Krish in Krishna, Krish-bhu-vachaka-shabdo, nascha-nevriti-vachakaha, tayare-kyam-param-brahma-krishna-ityabhidiyate. Krishna is... Bhu means existence, and na indicates bliss. So the two together indicate this supreme truth, Param Brahma, who is known as Krishna, or otherwise Krish uh, means akarshan, attractiveness. But this Krish here is different. It means Tanu karane, to be very light or very thin. You may think, God is thin? God is thin? That's a very strange idea. But the Vedas reveal all aspects of the unlimited Supreme Personality of Godhead. All attributes come from Him, depend on Him, are inherent in him. Nothing can exist without him. There's nothing that we see or perceive or hear about that cannot exist in him. So even sinness. And what about evil? Well, inherently no, but from the perspective of the evil, he is evil. Kangsa didn't like him. Shishupal didn't like him. Evil is possible because of existence. Existence means there is goodness and there is the opposite, there is evil. So evil means non-Krishna consciousness. So it's like his shadow. It exists like his shadow. It's not inherent in him. But it's only possible because of him. These are all rather deep philosophical understandings, but the point is that everything is possible for him. He's thin also. Parashara Bhatta interprets the name in terms of his being very light, and he, he explains this in terms, because Parashara Bhatta in this series of names is describing the eight principal mystic yogic perfections, yoga siddhis. So he equates this krisha with lagima, the ability to be lighter than anything, to be extremely light. <clears throat> so in this way, similar to anu, very small, simply very insignificant. He's lighter than cotton, lighter than the wind. And in this sense, it's understood that his movement is unimpeded. He's not under the laws of gravity. <laughs> Sankarshan, Krishna, means who attracts. But he himself is, yeah, he who attracts, and in this sense, is understood to be the basis of what scientists 
they themselves know to be very inadequately calling gravity, an unexplained major phenomenon within the physical world which scientists up to the present time are having a really hard time trying to explain what it actually is or why it exists or how it exists. Ah, it's Sankarsha. It's a potency of Balaram, the all Ananta, un unlimited, all-powerful. But he himself is not subject to that. That's the point in discussing this name, Krishna. He can go wherever he likes, as he likes. He's, he's not uh, <clears throat> under the law of gravity. Yatra kama kato vashi, Mahabharata states, he can go wherever he likes. Shankaracharya gives the uh, general, the, the usual usage of the word Krishna, it means thin. That's how Shankaracharya explains it, and Baladev Vidyabhushan also explains it. That he's thin in the sense that he can enter even inside a, a rock unobstructed. Uh, in that sense, very similar to Anu, who can enter into anything. Shankara explains, Asthula mityadina drishyatva pratishedhat krishaha. He's so thin that you can't see him. Becomes so thin. Dravyatva pratishedhat. He is without a form, if you want to unpack that statement. Materially, no form. Non-material can be understood. Shankara quotes the Brihadaranyaka Upanishad in support the word astulam. It means he's not gross. He doesn't have a gross body. And the next name is Thula. The next name in Vishu Sahasranam. So Shankara is looking forward to the next name and contrasting Krishna, the present name, with Thula by quoting from Brihadaranyaka Upanishad to support the name Krishna as being astula or non-stula, non-gross. So we see this again. Anu, very tiny, followed by Brihat, very great, and then Krishna in this name, and then in the, the following name will be Stula, just the opposite of that, very heavy, very gross. So in this way, this series of names is bringing out the achintyatva, the inconceivable harmonizing of contradictory qualities in the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Krishna, when we see the form Krishna, he's not very thin. There's a, a concept in the Renaissance artists, especially Michelangelo and others, of the, the perfect form of a man being lean and muscular. But when Srila Prabhupada saw his disciples starting to paint Krishna and other figures described in the Puranas, trying to paint them according to the Renaissance 
concept of the perfect form of a man, which has largely persisted in Western culture up to the present day, Srila Prabhupada discouraged his, or, or told his artists not to paint Krishna like that. And he showed a picture in, of Krishna looking a little chubby as a baby. And he said, this is the concept of beauty according to the milk drinkers. Whereas this idea of a, of a very lean and sinewy, strong man, he said, this is the concept of beauty according to the meat eaters. <laughs> Yashoda Mai, the mother of Krishna, feeds Krishna such a big feast. We can... We can read the description or hear the description. Bhakti Thakur's Boga Arati song, Shukta Shakadi Bhaji Naleta Kushmanda. That's just the just the beginning items. He serves so many items. That's Krishna's. Yeah, Krishna has a big feast at Nandagram at breakfast, and then she gives him a tiffin to take out for eating in midday, and then the cowherd boys. They arrange fruits and other items for Krishna while he's out in the fields. And then at midday, Krishna sneaks off away from the coward boys and goes to join the gopis in Radha Kund, or sometimes at Surya Kund. And they also arrange a huge feast of fruits and forest items. And then Krishna comes home again and has another huge feast, and Mother Yashoda is afraid that he'll become thin. Completely, a completely different interpretation of the word Krishna, the name Krishna is given by Krishna Datta Bharadvaj. Uh, he reduces or eliminates, makes, makes very thin, it reduces to practically nothing the difficulties and the dangers that his devotees may face. Satyadeva Vashishta gives another interpretation based on the idea of making very thin. Uh, he says that he makes the here Satyadeva Vashishta with all due respect is is really uh, pulling out an interpretation here that he, he makes the bodies of the living beings in this world just according to their need, uh, according to the need, they makes a body according to their, the, the need of that particular species of life and makes it not any bigger. Uh, Satya Sandayati Raj Daityan Kashyati Iti Krishna uh, he, he makes light work of the Asuras <laughs> well, that's a play on English words he destroys the Asuras the next name 842 is Thula which is derived from Sthul which means to become very big and stout, fatty, bulky. Krishna means as thin as he likes, 
And Stula means as big or bulky as he likes. Prashabhata says that he has the ability to touch anything in the world, even while at one place. This is like Prapti city, where you're in one place, but you can get anything from another place. And the reason is because he's so big, he can expand himself to be so big, he can get anywhere, anything from anywhere. The, the yogis in this world who have this Prapti city, they, sitting in one place, they can bring anything from any, uh, any other place. Srila Prabhupada gave the example that when he was a child, his father used to invite sadhus every day to their home for taking their midday meals. And one time one yogi came and asked, what do you want? Tell me what you want, I'll get it for you. So the children said, we would like some fresh uh, anar, pomegranate, from Kabul, because pomegranate from Kabul is very famous. So he told them, go in the next room. And in the next room was some beautiful, ripe, fresh pomegranates, and it, on, the, on the branch of the... It was on a branch of a tree which had just been broken. It could be seen to be just broken. So he, by his mystic power, he had broken a branch of pomegranates from Kabul, exactly on the other side of India, now Afghanistan, and brought that there for them. So Bhagawan, he doesn't have to... His prapti city, his city of getting anything that he wants from anywhere, he doesn't have to extend himself anywhere because he is everywhere. He's so huge. Satyadeva Vashishta quotes from the fourth mantra of the Ishopanishad. An ejad ekam manasojaviyo nainad deva apnuvan purvam arshat tadhavato nyanat yeti tishtat tasmin apo matar ishva dadhati. Fixed in his abode. He is fixed in his abode. Tishtat, the word is there. Although fixed in his abode, the personality of Godhead is swifter than the mind and can overcome all others running. The powerful demigods cannot approach him, although in one place uh, he controls those who supply the air and rain. He surpasses all in excellence. He is unmoving, yet swifter than the mind, the one without an equal. So, uh, in this way, he's in one place, but he's so big, he can get anything from anywhere. That's uh, from the Ishopanishad. Satyadeva Vashishta also quotes from the Purusha Sukta, which was uh, also quoted for Brihat, he's so big, the same section or from the very beginning of Purusha Sukta. Sahasra Sirsha Purusha Sahasraksha Sahasra Pat Sabhumim Vishvato Vritva Atyatishtat 
Dashangulam. He has countless heads, countless eyes, countless feet. He pervades everywhere. It is not possible to measure his extent by our ordinary means of measurement. Because if we think we have measured him, he's always ten fingers beyond. He's so big. Shankaracharya says, Sarva Tula Iti Apacharyate. Because he is the soul of everything, he is called Stula or huge, because there are souls everywhere. The, the jivas are everywhere, so he's with them, and therefore he is everywhere huge. Baladev Vidyabhushan says, Koti Brahmanda Vigrahat Vat Stulaha. He is the form of an infinite number of universes, therefore he's huge. Similar to the, this reminds us of the name Stavishta, which came earlier in Vishnu Sahasranam. He manifests himself in any number of Brahmandas, universes. We look and see the huge constellations, stars, galaxies, and that is a manifestation of him. He's so huge, he can consume the entire universe. We think of the universe as being huge, but he can put it inside his body. Uh, again, we think of Yashoda seeing the whole universe within the body of the Lord. And actually, he does consume the whole universe by destroying it at the time of the universal manifestation. He's so huge, yet he penetrates into every atom as Anu. And he's so huge, but he's not uh, lumbersome or cumbersome. He can move swifter than the mind. Radha Krishna Shastri, yeah, he gives this uh, stavishta, stavishta, say, that's composed of the words stula and ishta. He who has willed to be huge. It's by his own desire that he's so huge. So, is he very thin or is he hefty? Radha Krishna Shastri brings up this question and answers it by saying that this question can be answered only if he can be seen to start with. He's so big that we don't see him. We don't see, if we're living next to a mountain, we don't see the mountain. We don't see the shape of the mountain. We can only see a tiny little bit of it if we're living on the mountain or next to a huge mountain. Or something is so small, we can't see it at all. So the question whether he's lean or huge can be properly understood or answered at our present level of understanding. He's beyond our ability to understand, being so small and so big. That's his nature. Adrisha, invisible in that sense. That's another name from Vishnu Sahasranama, Adrisha. We just heard 
Shankaracharya, quoting from Brihadaranyaka Upanishad, saying that he's Astula. Shankara quotes this describing the name Krisha, very thin. Astula, not very thin. But in the next words of Brihadaranyaka, it says that he's Ananu. He's, he's also not very small. He's not very, he's not very huge and he's not very small. So in this way, <laughs> he's Krisha, very thin, Anu, very small, and Stula, very huge. All descriptions are suitable for him. He can be whatever he chooses to be. He can manifest himself as he likes. He's not constrained by concepts of being very small or very thin or very big. He is as he is, as he likes. He is both at the same time. No one can comprehend him. We can just praise him, that's also. Considering this name, Krishna, we can think of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who sometimes, as described in the Antelila, especially of Chaitanya Charitamrita, out of feelings of separation from Krishna, his body manifested superly extraordinary and never heard of symptoms such as sometimes becoming extreme, his body would appear to be very thin and then sometimes very big and fat. The scriptures describe symptoms of ashta sattvika bhava. That there is uh, horripilations, body hair standing on end, tears flowing from the, from the eyes, devastation, one becomes wiped out, sometimes there is laughter, there are so many symptoms, but the symptoms of ecstasy that appeared on Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's body were unprecedented, unheard of, and among them was that sometimes he would become very lean and sometimes his body would swell up altogether. <clears throat> In his Bhagavatatparya Nirnai, Madhvacharya's explanation of many of the uh, subtle points of Srimad Bhagavatam, his written work called Bhagavatatpa Nirnai, Madhvacharya quotes from Kurma Purana to state, Asthulas chanush chaiva sthulonush vaiva sarvataha avarna sarvata prokta shyamo raktantalochanaha aishvarya yogad bhagavan virudhartha abhidhiyate Vishnu is asthula, not stout. And then ananu, ananu not atomic. He is stout, stula. He is anu, he is atomic. 
he is without color, and then with color like red eyes. All these opposite qualities are impossible in him due to his Aishvarya Shakti, his opulence of, or his ability to demonstrate all kinds of possibilities, which in Gorya Siddhanta is more commonly referred to as Achinja Shakti, his, his potency of inconceivable uh, inconceivability. Therefore, Vishnu is Kushasthula. These two names can be taken together as one name, Kushasthula. Very thin, very light, very huge. <clears throat> then again, Kushono Matra Stulo Mahat Parimanaha. He's called Kushastula since he is soft like cotton and at the same time he's very heavy. And an example given of this is in Bhagavatam described when Krishna was only four months old. The Shakatasura, the demon in the form of a cartwheel, uh, or the demon entered the cart in the form of the the cart, and at four months old, the child would be, his whole body would be very soft and like cotton. But by the kick of that very soft body of Krishna, the asura died, the cart was broken, the wheel was broken, so the, la the legs must have been very strong, at the same time they're very soft. These contradictory qualities are in Krishna, therefore he's called Kusha Sthula. Bharadvaj says, Sthulayati Bringhayati Swajana Sampadamiti Sthula. He grows to a great, a huge extent the wealth of his devotees. The wealth for the devotees doesn't mean piling up, piling up gold coins, but for them, their wealth is service to Krishna, the possibility to serve Krishna. Kobe Krishna Dhan Pabo, Narottam Das says. When will I get the wealth of serving Krishna? Again he sings, Dhan Mar Nityananda, my wealth is Nityananda. Ah. Then Kusastula again can mean he reduces the demons who think themselves very big and strong to become something very feeble. And that is a discussion of the names Kushas and Sthula, which can be taken as one name, Kushastula. All glories to the supremely inconceivable, supreme in every aspect, personality of Godhead, Vishnu, who we particularly in the Gorya Sampradaya like to address as Krishna. Vancha kalpa tarubhyas chakripa sindhubhyavachapatita nam pavanebhyo vaishnavebhyo namo namaha. Dantainitaya turnakam padiyo nipatekritva chakakushatameta dahamra vimi. Hey, 
sadava sakala eva vihaya durad goranga chandra charane kurutanu ragaha parivadutu jano yatatata va nanu mukaro navayang vicharayamaha hari rasa madhirama dati mata bhuvi vilutama nartama nirvishama Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Rama Hare Hare.